One of the main advantages of startups is speed. You execute quickly so you can grow faster than your competitors, and then you take the incumbents down, right? That's how the story goes. Well, unfortunately, going fast and executing quickly is a little harder when you're remote because you're not in the same room. You can't get together and whiteboard out a problem, right? Remote makes it a little slower, which really matters for a startup, which is why I'm really excited to introduce our new sponsor for forward-thinking founders, Sidekick. Sidekick is a hardware device that connects remote founders with an always-on video. With Sidekick, you just turn and you talk just as if you're sitting in the same room. It's great for teams that are working on something from scratch and are working all the time founding a company. Luckily, because you're a listener of forward-thinking founders, you get Sidekick for a discount, $5 off per device. So if you're interested in having an in-person feeling, in-person environment with your remote team, feel free to go to sidekick.video slash FTF to get $5 off a device per device. So you could save up to $20, $30, $40 a month by going to sidekick.video slash FTF. So if you're feeling the remote woes, you know where to go. Sidekick.video slash FTF. What is going on, everyone? Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Forward Thinking Founders. I am very grateful to have your attention, at least for the next 15 minutes of this episode. Forward Thinking Founders is a podcast where I interview pre-seed and seed stage founders about their products, what they want to build into the world, and why. We dive into how they spend their time, what's their vision, what's the origin of stories, all these things, so you can learn all about what's coming tomorrow. Because these companies haven't hit critical skill yet. Most of them haven't hit product market fit. These are just early stage companies, and the big question is, what can this be? And in this podcast, we bring that out. So with that, I really hope you enjoy your time listening to today's episode. And I've already done 200 plus, so if you like this one, listen to some of the other ones, like with Imadi Kuhn, Austin Allred, Leah Culver. We have great interviews, so check it out. Enjoy the repository, and for now, let's get into today's episode. Here we go. All right, how's it going, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Forward Thinking Founders, where we talk to founders about their companies, their visions for the future, and how the two collide. Today, I'm very excited to be talking to Matt Schumer, who is a co-founder of Other Side AI. Welcome to the show. How's it going? It's going great. Thanks for having me. It's really great to be here. Yeah, it's great to have you on. You, this is actually legendary. You are the first guest I've ever had on twice. Because, um, like, I, 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 I probably see, I see in the future, I'm going to have guests on three, four, five times over the next, you know, 10 years, depending on what they're working on. And I'm just super stoked to be talking to you again um, about what, you, what you're working on. So to start, like, what are you working on? What is Other Side AI? Yeah, so Other Side AI is a company leveraging GPT-3 and similar natural language processing, artificial intelligence type technologies to build the products that will essentially take email and productivity into the future. Today, everybody writes their emails manually. They read them in their entirety. And it takes a long time. And the average person spends somewhere around three hours a day on email. So our goal and our first step, essentially, is to eliminate that. Imagine not having to spend that time on email. You could spend it on anything else, spend more time with your friends, family, doing work that matters. So we're doing this by taking GPT-3 and essentially doing two things at the start. First, you can essentially summarize very, very long emails into very concise bullet points so that you don't actually have to read through paragraphs and paragraphs to get to the point. The second thing we're doing 
is an email generator. So basically based on the email that is sent to you, you can basically type up very quick, simple, concise bullet points to respond. And our system will actually take that and turn it into a fully fleshed out, really well-written email that looks like it was written by you in your style. So the idea is really to just speed up human productivity at the fundamental level, as opposed to doing a better UX on an email client. We're going deeper than that. We're essentially changing the way you write your emails. And that's the first step into the, the first step of what we're doing. So I guess that's the best brief overview I can give. Yeah, I mean, definitely. I mean, that that's, that's fascinating, the fact that you're able to do that. And the I kind of want to talk about it, just kind of funny, but like, how, the origin story of this, like, how do you decide to work on this? Is there a specific technology that allows you to do some of these things? I guess, like, walk through how you got started with this and what the first like week or two has been like. Yeah, so I actually been working on similar things to this informally for just about six months now. So I'm not sure if you're familiar with uh, GPT-2. It's the predecessor to GPT-3. Um, but it's essentially a, the same sort of thing, just much less powerful. Uh, it was released last year, and I've been playing around with it for a while. And I eventually came to the conclusion that I spend too much time writing emails, and I tried to figure out a way to use it to cut that time down. So the idea originally was, pretty much earlier this month, can we do a better autocorrect or something akin to Google's Smart Compose, where it kind of suggests the next few words? And we built that, and it actually worked out really, really well. But then we ended up cold emailing after GPT-3 came out, the CTO of OpenAI, and he actually was willing to give us access. So the day we got access, this is probably about week, week and a half ago from today, the day we got access, we decided to just see what we could do. And within about two hours, because of the experience we had working with GPT-2, we were able to whip up a demo that was just miles ahead of what we had. And within an hour, like we really had something that truly could write emails for you. So we posted it and the response was just unbelievable. Uh, we ended up getting hundreds of thousands of views, uh, thousands of people signing up for access to this. And it's actually still going today. Uh, so that's really how it all started. And, you know, the momentum is still there. And it's really amazing to see how fast this thing is growing. It's, it's really exciting. So help me understand the, you know, I'm lightly technical definitely not heavily technical so g g wait, it's gp gtp right gpt or gtp which 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 order is it gpt so it stands for a uh, generative pre-trained transformer okay so what when when gpt3 when i screwed up the whole time when that came out um like two one or two weeks ago from OpenAI everyone was kind of like freaking out about it, right? And now, you know, all investors are like, great, like who wants to build on this? Like why, what makes it such a big deal? Like, is it just, is it hype? Is the technology actually that good? Can you, can you kind of educate us and the listeners on how is it different from the, 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 the second one and kind of what makes it so powerful? Like, why is this such a big deal? Yeah, I mean, that's a, that's a very loaded question because there are so many sides to this. It's, it's almost unreal. So the, the, the biggest thing about GPT-3 that there is to know is that it's, think of it as the biggest, most powerful neural network that has ever been built. Uh, imagine a simple neural network just scaled to the size of something almost unimaginable uh, that has been trained on massive amounts of the internet and the data that it contains. And what that essentially did was taught it, it taught it about many different things. So it has the ability to do what's called few shot learning, which is you give it you know, a couple of examples, and it can learn to do something very, very quickly, as opposed to most neural networks where you have to show it thousands of examples. 
because this was pre-trained on so much data, it essentially speeds up that process of getting from something that barely works to something that is fully functional. You can do it in you know, minutes with just a little bit of data. And this leads to a lot of questions and a lot of changes in the way things are gonna be built moving forward. So this really allows for insanely rapid, as, I mean, as you saw with our application, prototyping of new applications. And it allows for a lot of flexibility so that developers that previously couldn't develop with machine learning because they didn't have the skills, the expertise, the knowledge, they now can because it's not about knowing how the underlying network works. It's just about knowing how to train it. So it's going to be such a fundamental shift. I mean, in the way so many things are done and we're just scratching the surface here. I mean, I like to think of it as, you know, a mountain that is, you know, filled with gold. And right now, everybody's kind of scratching at the top. We're just looking at the first few things. But as this thing is explored, I mean, not even OpenAI, who made it, knows how it really works and what it contains and what it can do. We're going to see so many things being made from this over the next few years that it's going to be almost, you know, it's going to change the world. It truly is. Now, you mentioned the hype. There is a bit of that. Uh, it's definitely being overblown by a little bit. But a lot of it is justified. Uh, however, there are use cases where it won't work today, and it's just not feasible because it is such a large network. It costs a lot of money to run, but on the whole, it all really is justified. It's truly one of the most significant advances in technology I've ever seen and ever worked with. It's it's mind-blowing. Yeah, it, it's great to hear you talk about it. Just It just educates me and helps me understand more of what's going on. I want to ask one more context-building question, and then we'll focus the rest on other side AI. So... There might be people that are listening that may not even know what OpenAI is. So I guess the last question to set the scene is, can you kind of talk about what is OpenAI what, and what, like, what, why would they build GPT-3? Just a little context on that, then we can kind of keep going. Yeah, uh, so I'm hoping I'm getting all this, all this right. I'm pretty sure I have most of the knowledge here. Um, so there, there may be a couple inconsistencies, but on the whole, it should be pretty much there. So OpenAI is a research company. Uh, I believe originally started by Sam Altman, Elon Musk, uh, or at least they financed it. I know Sam Altman is currently the CEO. Uh, their goal is to essentially create safe uh, artificial general intelligence for humanity, which is obviously a very lofty goal, but it's something that is really important to do right. And it's a great thing that they are. Uh, they have been essentially doing research for years now and developing models. GPT-2, the predecessor to GPT-3, which I originally started with, was one of them. Now they realized that to get to their goal of AGI in the next, you know, however many years, they need to become somewhat of a for-profit company. So I'm pretty sure they inked a deal with Microsoft for something like a billion dollars to become a capped profit company. And since then, that is why they released GPT-3. They essentially built this algorithm. They saw exactly what potential it could have uh, when developers had access to it. And now, you know, that's, that's where we are today. That's how they got it out there. Uh, and of course, you know, because of their uh, background, because of who they're built by, uh, they were able to generate the hype that essentially led to everything that is going on today. I mean, all these amazing demos, all these developers jumping on board. So it's really amazing to see, you know, how far they've come. And the question is, you know, where they're going next. Yeah, that's the, the, the big question we're all wondering, right? Like, where, where will this end up? What, where are they going next? It, it's exciting. I want to focus now on on other side AI and where you're going. So, um, I, well, I guess before we talk about where you're going, let's talk about kind of the UX of the current product. So, is it technical in nature? Like, if I wanted to use your product, would I need to understand AI or learn know how to code, or is it is anyone able to use it? Kind of, let's kind of talk through the product. 
So as a company, our goal is to design, to design products that almost feel magical in a sense. The idea is that somebody who has never seen code, barely understands computers, could go, use our product, and have no, no problems with it from day one. It is as simple as it gets. Um, we're doing some amazing UX work. My co-founder, Miles, is really amazing on that side of things. And we really put together something that is just frictionless. You type up bullet points, it automatically expands into an email, and it's just like using email. There are no additional complexities, which is, is really amazing because people are going to get really quickly, they're going to really quickly be a, you know, acquainted with this. They're going to understand how to use it you know, near immediately, which is our goal. And like, help me understand it. Um, literally, like, let's say I sign, like, I just dumb it down for me. If I signed up, is it like a Chrome extension or is it like a code I input into Gmail? Like, I, like help me understand, like, how do you use it? You know, you know what I mean? I guess, you know, like the UX <laughs> of it. Yeah, so I, I can say there are going to be two phases here. Initially, we're putting together a sort of our own platform uh, to be the initial testing grounds, but that's not going to last very long. Uh, that's really for the essentially first set of beta users. Uh, as soon as we have this refined, which will likely be very soon, we're going to jump into a Chrome extension. So it connects to any mail client you have online, whether it's Gmail, whether it's Outlook, Superhuman, or not Superhuman, uh, Hey, any of those will work. So it's just a matter of getting there, but we're really not that far away. Um, ideally, very soon we will be using this as a Chrome extension. Got it. Uh, and it kind of remind, remind me or not remind me, but kind of walk through again, some of the things once someone uses this product, can you kind of walk through a couple of the features they can do? You mentioned that they can add in bullets and it expands. What are some other things that it can do now and what could it potentially do in the near future? Yeah. So there's a lot here. Uh, so part of our, really um part of our tech stack is quite complicated but it is for a good reason so what we're building is actually a pipeline that is quite unique to us that allows us to really deploy features very fast so you're going to see uh once this thing is live new features added every single week which is something that just wasn't possible before but between our pipeline and between gpt3's power and flexibility it's going to be possible from day one though i can tell you the two main features are summarization so any email that's over, let's just say you're, you're on Gmail and you receive an email that's 500 words. That passes our threshold for the minimum size to use this. So basically automatically on the right, you're gonna see a bulleted summarized version of that email without even having to do anything. Then all you have to do is type in into the essentially reply box, a bunch of bullets. It will automatically detect that you're typing bullets and it'll ask you if you wanna blow up the bullets. And once you press that button, you have a fully written email. It's, it's that simple. I mean, like I said, the idea for this product was to make something that feels like magic and we're really getting there. And I think we're going to be able to do that exact thing. You know, you're going to use this and it's going to feel seamless. Now let's kind of talk about what the last week and a half has been like. You mentioned you shared this on Twitter. It, it blew up, you know, by chance or by not, right? Maybe you just, it's something truly incredible. How are you managing doing the job right versus keeping up the momentum versus like making right decisions versus impossible to make all the right decisions. How are you like, how are you kind of managing the current situation of the momentum that you have? Yeah. I mean, there, there's certainly a lot going on. Uh, of course, uh, since that all happened, it's been uh, just a wave of messages coming uh, from potential customers, partners, that type of thing. And managing it all has certainly been a challenge, but the good thing is I think, you know, my past experiences building companies have given me the, the tool set that I need 
to, to manage this all. And also the amazing thing is we have a great team that's really helping make this happen. I would not be able to do this alone. The team is really why this is possible and why we're growing this fast. Uh, the other thing is putting together the waitlist has really helped because it allows us to kind of free up our time for managing customer requests because uh, people can kind of see exactly where in line they are, you know, when they might get access. Uh, and the good thing is that's growing really, really quick as well. We have thousands of people signing up, so that's that's amazing. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's a lot going on, of course. Uh, but, you know, I guess the best thing to do is kind of just take it in stride and I'm doing what I can for the time being and the team is really helping out as well. So it's it, it hasn't been too bad. It's actually been, you know, a really fun couple of weeks yeah i can't i can't imagine like i'm sure fun i'm sure many things fun and definitely included so i would ask you like what's your vision for this and what could this become but do you like does it do you know like like, like because like because like gee everyone's figuring out what this could become like do you have a specific vision for other side ai or does it kind of depend on what the technology allows like what's the future look like for you yeah, so we definitely do, uh, and this is somewhat fluid uh, as you know things are still being figured out, but we have essentially a general sense and idea of where we want to take this and what we want to do for the world because this can be ridiculously impactful in so many ways, and email is just step one. The end goal really is to essentially free humanity from monotony. I mean, email, like I said, is the first step. It's three hours of your day, but there are so many more things that we can take off your plate. We want to free people up so that they can do what they do best, making decisions and letting AI kind of take care of the rest. So in this example, you know, you're writing an email, instead of writing it, you're just kind of summarizing it and making the decision of what the email should say and the AI kind of writes it for you. But moving forward, we want you to do everything you do on a daily basis with the help of AI. So all you're really doing is kind of like conducting when the AI does everything else. So we want to make, we want to make people, I guess the best way to say it is we want to give people the freedom to do whatever they want to do, whether it's, you know, do all the work themselves, or if they don't, they can use our systems, spend more time with their friends, family, focus on making decisions. It's, it's really about freeing humanity from the monotony of the things they have to do on a daily basis. Yeah, that's awesome. And it, I think if someone had that vision, you know, 10 years ago, it was still possible, but a lot harder based on technology. But now with this new technology that has been developed by OpenAI, like, that's like, this is possible. Like, it, it, you know, it's all on the table, which is really exciting for, for a team like yours. Um, is there anything that the forward thinking founders community can do to help? Are you looking for users? Are you hiring or raising money? I guess in what way can the listeners help you kind of push the vision along it and make your life a little easier? I mean, all of the above, uh, all at the same time. Uh, I guess the best thing is if you want to sign up, uh, you can go to othersideai.com. Uh, we're actually, as this is so new, we're still ranking on Google, so it's best to just type in the website, or you can go to our social uh, media handles at Other Side AI. Uh, you could sign up there, uh, and we also would love to hear from you if you have any uh, feature requests or any suggestions, because this is a new product. We want to listen to our customers. We want to figure out what is truly needed. So, if you have any ideas as to what this could turn into, what this could become, what you'd like to see added to it, we are extremely open to listening to those. I think you know our customers are really going to determine where this is going to go in the future. So. Any of those uh, would be absolutely amazing. And then my last question, you, you kind of covered it, but I just want to make sure we cover all, all, all the ground. If someone wanted to find you online or find other side or just get in touch in any way, what's the URL? Are you on Twitter? Is there, you know, at blog? Like, how can people find you online? Yeah, so the best way is to go on our Twitter, at OtherSideAI. Uh, we have links to everything there. You can check out our demos, which we, we think are pretty cool. 
Um, you can also just go to our website, which is othersideai.com. But the best bet is probably Twitter. Twitter is where it is going on these days. Um, definitely follow them. I can vouch the demos are sweet. <laughs> so cool. Thank you for coming on to the podcast and sharing what you're working on with Other Side AI. Honestly, you have such a bright future ahead of you with this company. And I'm really looking forward to watching it happen and uh, seeing, what you can, what, seeing what you can do. So thanks again for coming on and keep it up. Wish you the best of luck. Thanks so much for the opportunity, Matt. It was a lot of fun. Thank you.